Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the otherverse to take a look at Pact, while those least appreciated work, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Conviction, chapters 5.1 and 5.2. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know how many potential love interests Avery has and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read Pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there will be full spoilers through the chapters we are covering. Yay, we're back! Woohoo! Yay! Yay! Um, before we start, do you want to just say, like, how are you? How's your baby? <laughs> um, I'm doing good. I've got my baby here. Um, I start work in about a w- actually in a week from today um which i'm not super excited about but it'll be fine i mean i yeah i know um so i've got baby here uh so if she starts getting too rowdy i'm gonna try to get uh dad to come and take over um but he's been watching <laughs> the kids all day so uh or at least for a while today um because i was running some i was doing some stuff that's not that interesting. I'm just <laughs> blabbing about that. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Um, baby's freaking adorable. And she her older brother, cute. she's very cute. And then her older brother loves her to death, which is <laughs> yeah, also adorable. Like he will, he just is like, baby, 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 baby. You know, he's just, and, but like sometimes he just is like, baby, baby. <laughs> like he's so like intense about it. <laughs> <laughs> then he'll like just like go he's really into like opening d- doors right now that's like his thing you know um which fucking hell it drives me nuts but you'll like go and open the fridge door and then go open like the door to the outside and then he'll go and like stick his head right in baby's face and like maybe <laughs> pat her head and then he'll go and open all the doors again and then he'll go back and pat her head it's just like Aww. his little routine and he just loves her it's so cute Aww. but that was really nice because he was not super happy when we brought her home because he was like who the hell is this <laughs> so it's kind of nice um that that's changed a bit so it is nice yeah how have you been I am sick. If y'all can't you tell, you are sick. It's better than sucks. it was last week. Like so much better than it was last week. Yay! And it's not the Rona, which is really nice. Yep. Supposedly, it's not. That's what the Yay. test said. That's fantastic. Um, the yeah, it's like final season at the law school. Today was our last day of class, so that's kind of horrifying. But I'll like get through it. Supposedly. You will get and through it. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. You you got this, right, yeah. Lily? Does Malia got this? Sometimes yeah. she says stuff on cue like that, and this time she Sometimes didn't. She Fair doesn't. enough. Sometimes she doesn't. <laughs> She's just stoic, right, for like the last like five seconds, and then indeed we'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're excited to be recording again. Um, and have to just uh, you know, every now and then there'll probably be a baby. <laughs> um, in the podcast, uh, as you've probably noticed with a couple or our last two little recording things that we uh, put out there, um, probably won't always be like that. But for now, that's what's going on because I've got a baby. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, the 
holidays, as they say, are coming. Um, and I'm not sure if that will impact our recording schedule. So hopefully That's it true. won't. Um, we'll just have to see. We We're haven't looked to... at it at all. <laughs> nope. Nope. We are uh, completely unorganized, which yeah. is not super ideal for a podcast. But you know what? <laughs> We've been doing okay so far. And uh, we just got to get back in the swing of things. So thanks for yes. listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So back on to what you're actually here to listen to. Um, we are on to a new arc. Um, conviction. Woo! Woo! So... Uh, what does conviction mean? I wrote down some definitions. Malia usually <laughs> does this, so um, figured we could read over those and see if she agrees with my random Googled uh, definitions. Cool. All right. Shall I read them? Or Yeah, and I'll respond. I'll... <laughs> and you'll respond. Okay. So, definitions. Okay, number one. A formal declaration that someone is guilty of a criminal offense made by the verdict of a jury or the decision of a judge in a court of law. Yeah, so it's another law thing, law? obviously. <laughs> like, um, super surprising. Yeah, and it's, you know, like, is there going to be a conviction? Will Blake be convicted of murdering Evan? We just don't know. <laughs> I mean, speak for yourself. But anyway. <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, second definition, a firmly held belief or opinion. Yeah, um... I was thinking that it was funny that um, in these chapters, like the whole lying thing is obviously a really big deal because they ask him, you know, like, do you see ghosts or whatever? And he can't say no. Um, and like, that's just sort of a funny, like, they not only do they have like experiences practitioners, but they have to say the truth ish about them. And it just sort of made it funny that he he couldn't be like, nope. He had to be like, yeah. I do believe <laughs> in the ghosts. <laughs> I know. Like, well, crap. Uh, <laughs> what is a conviction that you hold, Malia? And it can be about anything. Um, my brain just went to a bunch of like things about being sick. And I'm not sure that those are too fun. Because I'm like, that's what I'm experiencing currently. Um, uh, I'll give one. Um, yeah, do it. This is unpopular in the state. Um, <laughs> but... Um, I am not, I mean, I think pickles are fine, but they're not, they, I, I feel like pickle juice does not belong on shave ice. What does that have to do with Texas? <laughs> okay. You've been living here longer than me. You should know the freaking hard on everyone in this fucking state has for pickles. <laughs> and if you don't, then maybe Austin's just a little like pickle free oasis, but seriously, everyone <laughs> fucking loves pickles. People like take pickle juice shots. And if like you knew that, I, right? I have heard I have heard of the pickleback. Yes, <laughs> yes, pickleback. Um, and this is another like controversial statement, but I would rather listen to Nickelback than have a pickleback. So I actually really like Nickelback. Yeah, I do too. I feel like they get a bad rap. I mean, I mean, it's not like they're the best band of all time. Sure, they're sellouts, but whatever. They're somewhat enjoyable to listen to. Except I hate Photograph. Um, like <laughs> that was very overplayed. Yeah, and every time, like, although there is this funny like little video that the look like, at this graph. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then that's it. My that, um, that's great. I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before, honestly, but I don't care. Um, my I used to work at Disney World, and um, 
the coordinators had a graph for staffing that would dictate like when if they were on track for breaks and crap like that Mm -hmm. um and so people would ask for an er which is an early release or whatever um and they would just sort of look at them and my so one of my coordinators started playing look at this graph like he'd pull up the video he had like had it saved and he would just like play it (laughs) (laughs) to be like no you cannot have an er go (laughs) and it was pretty fun that's funny all right you're gonna this is gonna blow everyone's mind this is gonna bring this anecdote is gonna bring everything back around to the start in terms of pickle and involve disney okay so i remember we were at <laughs> she, you know what i'm talking about i think, I think so I we do. so um we went to disneyland um with our cousin um and his family um our cousin kyle um shout out if we you're were listening like, to this which you're probably not but um, youngish like we're pretty young. tweens you might have been a teen kyle might have yeah. been eight something like that yeah we're younger you know um and i mean I hate to call you out, Kyle, but it's part of the story. I have to, I have to tell you, um, to tell everyone. Um, he does not <laughs> like chocolate, which, um, it's weird. I don't understand that. Um, there may be other listeners that don't like chocolate, and I'm just going to tell you. I'm sure you're a lovely person, but I don't understand you. <laughs> I don't understand um, it. I don't understand <laughs> it. Um, so he, so Malia and I, like, we got like, um, I think our parents were like offering to buy like. I know that's so upsetting. See, Lily hasn't even had chocolate. And she's like, what? Oh. How do you not like chocolate? I don't know. Um, but um, I think our parents offered to buy us like ice cream bars. So we each got like a chocolate ice cream bar or something. Kyle opted to get a giant pickle on a stick. That was his I didn't even remember if it was on a stick. Treat. It was but on it was a, a stick. very it was a very large pickle. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was, I, I feel like it was on a stick, but maybe it wasn't. But it was a huge ass pickle. Like, just like a straight up cucumber, like a big cucumber. He was but, really happy about it. You know, he was really yeah. happy about it. And I was disgusted because, I mean, again, pickles were pickles okay, are fine. But, like, like, that's way too much damn pickle. Like, every time I get a pickle with, like, a sandwich and a restaurant, I don't even eat the whole pickle. I eat, like, half of it because I'm just not, like, I'm not that much of a pickle person. Um, mm. but some people are, and if Kyle ever comes to Texas, he will be thrilled. Um, and yes, they do put pickle juice on shave ice or snow cones. That's disturbing. I've seen it. It's really disturbing. So that's my conviction. Um, pickle <laughs> juice should not belong on shave ice. Um, I mean, I'm also going to say, I feel like pickleback shots are disgusting, but I guess I've never had one. So, but at the very least not on shave ice. That's just not right. Yeah. That's fascinating. My boyfriend really hates dill. Um, like he's okay with things that are pickled, but he hates dill. So he just kind of like categorically hates most pickles and things that have to do with them. And it's he always insists that I know what dill tastes like because I know what pickles taste like, and it just doesn't like. I can't imagine what dill tastes like. I don't know what dill tastes like. He's always like, you know, will I like this or whatever? And I'm like, there could be dill in it. I have no idea. And he's like, yes, you do. <laughs> Dill's a mystery to me, but I know that I like like, I feel like I've eaten more dill in my life since marrying my husband just because um, Mm. I don't know if it's big in Lithuanian spices, like herbs or whatever, but like, he, you know, I feel like it is. Um, I don't think that it reminds me of actual pickles whatsoever. I think just because the pickling liquid like is so sour, it overwhelms the dill. And I think that that's pretty subtle. Um, I might just be 
insane. Maybe everybody else is like dill is so freaking obvious and pickles, but I don't know. Like, um, well, I'll give yeah. you some dill. Okay. And you're gonna be somewhat underwhelmed, but it's fine. You know, it's mild. It's there's nothing that, wrong. That's with it. the thing. Like, I I know that dill pickles taste different from like bread and butter pickles, and in my mind, I can distinguish those two things. Right? Those are sweet. But, right? Like, I haven't had. Yeah, before. yeah, I haven't had those in a long time. Um. But I can't take the thing that's different. You know, I can't. I can't identify the dill. <laughs> What's the dill with dill? <laughs> <laughs> stupid! I have to write that it's down. So okay. stupid. <laughs> uh, well, again, uh, supposedly, you know, fifteen minutes, or I guess a little less than fifteen minutes, thirteen minutes, something like that, into our podcast, and we already have a potential doof after dark. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna stop doing this in the middle of the podcast. They're all gonna be Disney related. That should just we should just make a Disney like, hashtag Disney bonus like, show. Yeah, I mean the pickle thing. I don't think many people would have guessed that that would have swung Disney like in two different ways. Insane. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry if any of you hate Disney out there. Um, I know that they've got their issues as a corporation. Totally. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, back to my definitions of conviction. Um, let's see. Number three, uh, the quality of showing that one is firmly convinced of one believes or says. Yeah, I mean, I thought of conviction like Blake has conviction. I thought more like determination, kind of. Like, fuck yeah, he's going to do it. Like, Blake will go to whatever fucking ends are necessary to do the damn thing. Um, and he he does those things. That's right. Um all right, you added the last three definitions, and then I ha- had a couple other things to say on conviction. But should, you, I can keep reading them if you want. No, well, these are just sort of like notes that I was doing when I was thinking about conviction. conviction and- um, yeah, so some of this stuff, I mean, like, conviction reminds me of prison and like, lol, he's in jail. And then like, um, convict is like a word I pulled out. And I was thinking about Blake as like homeless and and being ostracized and that stigma and that's similar mm-hmm. to like what convicts face as and many you know convicts are homeless or like whatever mm-hmm. um and like as a practitioner his life is altered forever like like society will in- treat him in a different way in the same way that like a convict's life is just sort of fucked forever like practitioners can be okay um but it's it's just i don't know change i don't know those were ramble thoughts hey that's fine I, no, sorry, distracted by baby. She's like, I do not want milk anymore. That is her conviction. She is done <laughs> for now until a minute, and then she might decide until soon. <laughs> okay, guys, this is a problem. I'm just going to tell you. It looks like baby's going to try to sleep, <gasps> which is a problem because I am talking. <laughs> she sleeps through Miko screaming. Yeah. So what will that say if she wakes up about my voice? Interesting. Either that it's worse than Miko screaming or that she kind of needs Miko screaming. But I wish you could see her little face. Can you see her face, Malia? A little bit. It's pretty cute. She's, yeah. She, I mean, she's fucking adorable, guys. <laughs> like, she's really cute. Anyway. <laughs> okay, back to conviction. Um, it, So, let me see. I wrote down uh, late Middle English. So, it comes from Latin um, convictio, um, which I guess is a noun, which from... Is from the verb convincere. I'm probably not pronouncing those right, but convincere. I mean, 
It's not that. Convincere? Convincere. Latin's pronounced weird. We're Catholic, so we do like the Italianization of Latin, which sounds prettier. Um, Mm -hmm. And Ben gets annoyed constantly because he took Latin. (laughs) Oh, he probably would. Well, sorry, Ben. Convincere. Convincere. Last but not least, possibly the most important, you know, important bit of conviction. Um, It was a. 2010 film starring hillary swank um here's the synopsis um a working mother puts herself through law school law school there you go um in an effort to represent her brother who's been wrongfully convicted of murder and has exhausted his chances to appeal his conviction to through public defenders i've never heard of this film um i just thought it was kind of funny to put it here as part of the definition i'm wondering how accurate it is um i wonder also if she has time to go through law school i mean like because like cases take forever but there are like deadlines by which you have to like file appeals and crap and i'm Mm -hmm. not sure if three years like you also like have a set number of things you can appeal or appeals or something i don't actually know that much about it that's interesting anyway (laughs) like could use a sister to go through law school hey rose lol there you go. It's hashtag uh, sp- bold and specific prediction. Yeah. Blake's going to get convicted and the story's going to do a time jump and we're going to see Rose at the end of law school who's now completely committed to getting Blake <laughs> Secretly, while Bo saw this film and was like, I need to... Yeah, this is just Not inspiring Rose. me. <laughs> Wait. What was that? Sorry, I meant Paige. My bad. I mean, this is, it still flies with what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm also like totally unsure that I remember who any of these people's names are. It's been a while. Hot damn, Malia. Uh, (laughs) I remember Blake's name. (laughs) Holy shit. Um, That's that's a problem. Is it Paige? It's Paige. Yeah. I mean, one of them's Paige. Paige. I don't know which one you're talking about now. I'm talking about Paige. Okay. Rose can't go to law school. She's not real. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) Like my first thing was to say, I'm dying. Don't die. You got it, baby. All right. I'm going to continue trying to talk um, while trying to avoid waking up my child. So um, we're going to move on to chapter summary. Um, Blake is arrested and interrogated by police. He meets Officer Duncan Behane, Laird's nephew. Um, Yes. Thank you, Malia, for that. (laughs) Um, Blake is brought into custody overnight. He speaks with Evan. Hopefully, Malia remembers who that is. I remember who, Evan. Okay, good. Who convinces Blake that he wants to continue helping him. Blake asks Evan to scout the area, tries calling for the knights of the basement, then he goes to sleep. Next morning, wakes up, is called by the knights, and is able to do much better through the next interrogation. The police agree to let him go, but Duncan fucked with time and set things back, that motherfucker. Um, then, Blake used a shit ton of blood to call Rose to him for help. So we'll start with Blake being cuffed and taken to the station by police while Evan watches. Um, yeah, this was a lot. <laughs> um, he, the way he talks to the police makes it kind of clear that he's had interactions with them before. He's like very calm. He speaks very clearly and slowly. And he like, like narrates things that like that he's saying and doing. And he like asks for confirmation that they heard him. And mm-hmm. like, it's just really sad. Um, that like he he knows he has to act this way like this is not a normal interaction like he's like completely 
he has it's like he has to be like this to not give the cops an excuse to hurt yeah. him mm-hmm. and that sucks it does and kind of makes you wonder is he acting like this even more because his karma is so bad um hmm. and he knows he's going to be taken worse or is it just like this is how um he was treated or i don't know like i guess you could kind of make a comparison to um when he was homeless in terms of like right now he's not homeless but has bad karma because people hmm. who are homeless um tend to be treated pretty terribly anyway mm-hmm. um by most people i mean or at the very least just like people i mean i've been guilty myself of this like it's kind of hard to like or if you're walking by homeless people um just trying to avoid eye contact you Mm -hmm. know um as and i've heard that that can be very lonely um as people Mm -hmm. it's like people don't even recognize you as a human um so i'm just wondering um i guess like how similar that feels for him um just this bad karma you know that's interesting yeah i mean to me it it was like oh he's done this before like he's learned mm-hmm. how to do this um because it, it wasn't just the like trying to be polite or whatever it was like verbally dictating exactly like where any sharp things were and like yeah like asking for that confirmation that he had heard him so he couldn't accuse him of like whatever later it was just like ugh, like I hate this. yeah it's like yeah saying concealed weapon i'm like he told you where they were and right and like i was like i mean i don't know just the way that sounds makes it sound really bad um yeah whereas like like a like a pocket knife that like teenage boys carry around to be cool is a concealed weapon you know like it but it sounds like a gun right like it just i don't know um and like you said there were needles like no he didn't say there were needles (laughs) like you're assuming things you're projecting things onto him that he's Mm -hmm. like an addict and homeless and things and like that sucked um oh my god and he opened the locket oh my god we don't have the locket still so we don't even know i I think the glamour is probably still there but i don't know i just ugh. Ugh. Yeah, i guess we'll see um yeah i mean it's not like there was a little pocket in there you know to hold anything in i guess it was kind but- of like growing around it a bit or gro- growing mm-hmm. out of it i don't know it just i don't know <laughs> Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was super fun. Um, Blake is interrogated by the police, most notably Duncan Behame. He meets his lawyer who isn't optimistic about his chances. So I am sad to say I didn't realize who Behame was or who Duncan was the first time I read it. Um, mm-hmm. Like it wasn't until they said Behame where I was like, oh, fuck. And I don't remember if like, I mean, I yeah, I got it around that point. I was a little bummed that I didn't figure it out, um, but it was just the different stages of the interrogation are really interesting when like Blake doesn't know and is just trying to be kind of careful um, and how awful the cop is. It's just like, I mean, it's interesting because theoretically they're trying to, like if Blake had brutally murdered a child, right, it would be very easy to be like, oh yeah, like get him, like wear him down, like get him to you know confess or whatever but like that's well one he knows that Blake didn't do it um which is gross and then two like they this shouldn't have be how you convict people especially because like it's so flawed um the psychological manipulation and um Mm -hmm. different things that cops do Mm -hmm. doesn't produce honesty or truth Mm mm-hmm 
Um, yeah, cops are li- they can lie to you, which right, and yeah. like detention leads you to um, like if you're left in a interrogation room for hours and hours and hours, you might you know kind of lose it and just say whatever to get out. Like it's it's not good. Um, I like how Blake is like picking it apart, kind of um, where he's like, oh, they like said this thing to try to like piss me off and get a reaction out of me in like this way and like oh they are doing these things to try to do this it's like showing how like smart like is it's like spelling it out pretty clearly for the reader in case we don't get it um and it's also interesting that Blake is able to recognize all of these things but can't quite resist anyway it's showing like mm-hmm. how effective these tactics are yeah. um cuz he doesn't seem like he's doing any sort of practice he's just being an asshole yeah (laughs) yeah um i also want to take this opportunity (laughs) to share with you all a little bit of advice um i wanted to so i expected by now that i would know a lot of rules about what to do or not do when it comes to police and i don't know any of those rules like i haven't taken the class yet or whatever where you learn like what to do Mm -hmm. about shit like that um and so i want to take a criminal procedure class i'm not sure what i'll learn in it exactly but when i mention it to lawyers like oh yeah i want to take crim pro because i feel like it's weird to be a lawyer and not know like what to tell people about the cops or whatever like yeah every single lawyer without fail is like don't fucking talk to cops and i'm like what And they're like don't say anything like literally say nothing like literally never say anything except i want a lawyer and if you live in the united states you need to say like i want a lawyer and I'm invoking my right to remain silent. You have to say it because the Supreme Court is stupid and they suck. And then you stop talking because you can like, you can like waive your right to remain silent if you start talking again. So you just like, you mm. say, I'm invoking my right to remain, you want to say, I want a lawyer and I'm invoking my right to remain silent. And then you fucking stop talking. You like, do not talk to cops. Never talk to cops. All the lawyers like freak out. They get a little agitated. They're like, don't talk to cops. And I'm like, okay, but is there anything you have to tell them? And they're like, you have to verbally you invoke your right well first you have to verbally invoke your right to remain silent and then you have to shut up um because it's kind of it sad sucks. that you have to like verbally invoke your right to remain silent it yes seems it, like yes it yes hmm. <laughs> fuck the supreme court anyway <laughs> well um hopefully other countries have their shit together a little bit more but um mm-hmm. who knows so well i mean people know I don't. Somebody knows. <laughs> Somebody knows. <sighs> um, but yeah. So Blake not talking is a really good thing. And then being like, oh, like this part isn't even that big of a deal. Like with well, a big part was like all the other shit. And this is a formality. I'm like, no, like that's a lie. Like this is a big deal. Like don't fucking talk to cops. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, blah, blah, blah. Cops, cops, cops. What did you think of his, uh, I guess, free lawyer? It was assigned. Oh, um, I think at first I was like, is this a trick? Like, because, you know, we find out that it's it's a behame and he draws the rune in the fucking foam because they have a thing about coffee You're talking about and runes. Well, I'm, cop, I'm saying right? like, right. So you figure out yeah. that like behame is a cop. Yeah. A cop is behame. Yes. And then and then I was like on edge. Right. And then so I was like, is she a practitioner? Like, is this a is she his lawyer or is this a trick kind of a thing? Mm hmm. But it seems like she is his lawyer and it wasn't a trick. Um, she fit the 
the whole like being very overworked and stuff like made sense. Um, I don't really know how like that works in Canada in terms of like public defenders and stuff. I'd be surprised that this would be her first murder trial. I mean, murder's not incredibly common, but like she's in her forties and presumably she's been doing this job since she got out of law school. Like mm-hmm. that was weird. Um, but maybe, I don't know. It's just like, it made me think about all the people I know who like want to do public defense and how like, I don't understand why they want to do public defense because it sucks so much. You're like incredibly overworked. You're incredibly underpaid. And like everyone thinks that you suck because you're trying to defend criminals, you know, yeah. quote unquote. Um, but on the other hand, like it is an incredibly important job in the system and like we need people to do it. Um, yeah. It's like almost like when I think about teachers, how teachers are like totally underpaid and like super overqualified for the thing that they do. Um, yeah. Like that's what public defenders are. Like those people could be making like seven figures or more, like ruining the earth. <laughs> like a lot of people I know are going to be doing. And instead they're like, I want to be overworked and underappreciated and underpaid. And I want lots of secondary trauma. And like, it's so awesome. And I don't understand. <laughs> Oh, good for them for doing it. I mean, yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. That but sounds... I mean, the system really drags people down, which sucks. Because I, I don't know. I'm hopeful for them, but also sad. Yeah. Um. I also think it's interesting that they, she was like, "You need to like pay for a lawyer or whatever," because like, like this person cannot afford a lawyer. And then she knew about the house. I don't like. I guess they googled him or something. I don't know. Does he have ID? How do they know this was him? I guess Laird, not Laird, Duncan. It's got bad karma and they pointed all that towards him, you know? Yeah. Yes, hello. Miss all this thing woke up. Hi. Maybe. You're so okay. Um I and thought you- the uh what? Are you sure? She's being pretty good, but <clears throat> if she gets too much or you need to go to bed, let me know. Bye baby. Bye baby. You need this. Sorry. Editing. okay my husband took the baby so i can talk a little bit louder um (laughs) (laughs) she's a cutie but it's a little bit tricky to uh juggle sometimes yeah um Um, uh, i found the sorry my brain just stopped the whole like latte um was funny just because like laird used coffee to draw rune the first time and then like Mm. duncan also used coffee but then i was like pissed because he like like, I guess maybe he just doesn't like lattes or something, but he got a fucking latte, which, like, from where? Like, does the police station have a latte machine? Like, what the fuck? And then he doesn't even drink it. He just, like, tosses it into the trash can to break it. And, like, just fucking drink it. Like, what are you doing? Like, is that to piss Blake off? Because it's like, I'm wasting this coffee that maybe you want? Because it, it, like, pissed me off. I was like, I want that coffee. Like, fuck you. Drink it. <laughs> yeah, that maybe he's like, oh, I didn't want anything that had a rune in it makes the taste i don't know i mean like part of me was like could that like somehow fuck you over if you like drank it wrong and it i mean i could see it seems like you could just i don't know depending on what the rune was maybe but i don't know i mean it's easy to just be like it's because he's an asshole because he's kind of a dickhead because yeah (laughs) um 
Yeah, and then I thought it was funny that Blake was like, I'm one step below a starving artist because I live off the generosity of those artists. And I was like, that's hilarious and true and sad. <laughs> that is a little sad, but that's funny. Oh. <laughs> and now I'm going to blow my nose. <coughs> Sorry. I'm coughing. Wow. Wow. Now that baby's gone, I can have some of a mixed drink because I have a mixed drink to celebrate recording. Woohoo! <gasps> Yay! Yay! <laughs> Oh, that's fun. It is fun. I should have told you that before and I got distracted by baby. So that's no, okay. Um I don't know if it's good for you to drink alcohol if you're feeling sick. I was gonna anyway. say I'm sort of dying. So oh, okay. Yeah. You need a little bit of brain power for this. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, should we move on to the next section, I guess? Let's do it. All right. So he Blake has asked some questions that he is unable to answer. Um <laughs> Then then he's brought down to the basement of the station and on the way he runs across Evan's family. The like so the first time I read it I was really mad the whole like are you crazy like do you see goblins like do they talk to you like <laughs> um but the second time it was just like really funny um cuz like, like what are you going to do you fuckers yeah um and it was great how he is able to turn it on um junk in later by being like like why are you so obsessed with this like do you think that they're real or whatever like kind of trying to mess with that um yeah but when like i mean with it's like we need a yes or no answer he's like i can't talk it's really funny um and it's so sad that the lawyer thinks that he's crazy too she's like oh no like Maybe he did do it, and also maybe he's insane. But I'd be like, oh, okay, insanity defense, like, cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, um, incarcerate like mental incarceration isn't great either. But um, still, and then yeah, like seeing Evan's parents is like really sad. I know. <laughs> um, and like Evan's body having been brought there and stuff. It's like they really they're going to need to figure out. Like, Evan's going to need to become as familiar soon because his body is going to be, like, buried or whatever, and he's kind of tethered to it. Um, and so that's interesting that um, Blake doesn't seem to have really thought about that yet, but that's a factor. Well, he's got some stuff on his mind <laughs> at the moment, you know? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so... Yeah. Evan convinces Blake that he wants to help him. Um, so Blake sends Evan around the station to scout what's going on. Um, then he calls for the knights and then he goes to sleep. Um, at the beginning of the chapter when the person's like, yeah, we need your boots and your belt. Like the boots I didn't get, but then the belt, I was like, oh, fuck. And then it made me get the boots because it's like he's on suicide watch. Um, mm. They're taking the belt and the boots because of shoelaces. Um, which is just like really sad. <laughs> I guess they at least they care. <laughs> Liability, yeah. I guess, more like, but uh. yeah, it's just awful. Um, and then he's talking to Evan and he's like, you know, having to tell Evan that it's not Evan's fault for, you know, what happened to him and like having to admit that, you know, it's also not Blake's fault for all the stuff that happened to him. And it's like really good and it's really heartbreaking and it's just uh, so many feelings. I know. <laughs> You're the <Yeah>. best. <laughs> um, and then calling the knights was a good idea. I keep worrying that he's going to like piss people off with the soul tugging, but he doesn't really have a choice. And the knights seem to like get it or whatever. Yeah. I mean, he's going to piss, piss people off no matter what. So might as well get some benefit from it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, 
So Blake is awakened by calling from the Knights, um, and he asks Evan to check the front desk to see if they're actually there. <clears throat> yeah, um, which was a clutch move because Evan was able to feed Blake information to try to help with the alibi or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like this lady is a is a blackguard, blackguard, whatever blackguard, it's called, yeah. um, which is cool. Blake doesn't know what that is yet, I don't think. Um, and it's neat that they... Yeah, have one of those. I don't know. Yes. That's pretty handy. Yeah, it's nice that they came. I mean, I guess they want him to try to fight the thing or whatever, but it's they're being really great. Mm-hmm. They just are in the most recent pale. They talked about blackguards again. I have not read the most recent chapter. Okay. I am. I, I am behind. <laughs> it's not. I don't think it's really a spoiler for me to mention this, but Lucy was talking to Melissa basically and asked if like she could like oh, act cool. as like a blackguard. Brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I don't think that's really much of a spoiler for that. So yeah. that's awesome. Um, yeah. So kind of cool. Um, I'll catch up on reading, but I guess you have school. I know. So, you know, it's hard. Yeah. I feel like the chapters are getting longer too. Like it's good, mm-hmm. but it's also just like, Here's an hour or more of my life. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, I kind of love it though. Um, yeah, that's why. Because like, I've heard we it passed Ward in Ward count. Is that right? I think so. So it's the longest officially. I believe so. Mm-hmm. It's insane. <laughs> it's crazy. I I love that he loves writing the story so much. It's mm-hmm. really really fun to to read. Um, yeah, it's so good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, like Worm was great and board was great and everything and obviously packed pretty great too but pales pales my favorite yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah all these other ones are great and packed is pretty great so (laughs) anyway um blake is brought back for more questioning but he's able to think more clearly this time um the police actually agreed to let him go and then duncan drew a new diagram yeah, it's amazing what sleep can do for people and like how important sleep is. And um also like Evan being there helping him um is really great. And then I mean Blake just does like super well. He's able to like figure out what Evan is saying because half the time I'm like, what the fuck is Evan talking about? And then it's like, oh, okay, Blake understands. And um yeah, Evan's adorable and great. And he manages to be like, yeah, Duncan fuck you you're not supposed to be here bye and it works and they're like okay i guess and then duncan freaks the fuck out (laughs) oh yeah it's kind of they're like like, yeah they're like you're going crazy man (laughs) like (laughs) like, he wants stuff and he has all the spirits or whatever i'm like it seemed like blake thinks that maybe they're like implements or familiars which was interesting i thought maybe they were just spirits but um yeah that was a lot and mm-hmm. kind of great and ridiculous. Kind of great, yeah. And then it's like Blake fucking woke up again. <laughs> Time seemingly reversed to when the knights showed up. Um, Duncan kept sending all possible help away, um, and was trying to basically hunt for Evan. It seemed like um, Blake told Evan to go look for the spirits that had accompanied Duncan when he drew the diagram, and then Blake used a ton of blood, his own blood, to call Rose to him. Um. Yeah, for some reason I didn't quite understand either time. I think I was just reading too fast. Like, I didn't get that what he had done was reverse time. I think that I was like, oh, he wants to waste Blake's time, which means he needs to go Mm. forward. And so I kept being like, oh, weird. The knights are, you know, like, oh, the knights, they're still there. They're trying to wake him up. But no, it's like, oh, the knights are 
we like, reverse time. Reverse um, time because he's a dickhead. Right. Which like it made sense pretty quickly or whatever. And Blake figures out, you know, like, oh, he turned the nights away and my lawyer's not coming. And um, he's hunting Evan, which was horrifying. Yeah. Um, like, like, stay away from the tiny child who was murdered by a demon goblin. Um, fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, I don't know, threes are such a thing in this story. It'll be interesting seeing this third. I mean, like, I feel like it's not really a third if it's not a third round of, like, interrogations and stuff. Because um, he's only redoing the day once. Um, mm. But yeah. And then, I mean, it makes sense that Blake's like, I need Rose, but also it does it like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just so much. Um, and he's like, also the first time I read this, I was reading so fast that I thought Blake like passes out at the end of the chapter. So that's good that he's not unconscious. I thought he was unconscious and had like sent Evan and Rose off to do like whatever. Um, but he's just like, he's just insane. I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, uh, like, I'm I'm going to slip my wrists now, which, like, calls to the suicidal stuff at, from the beginning of the chapter. Like, this is a suicidal <sighs> type thing. Yeah. And it's not meant to be suicidal, but... It's just, unfortunately, yeah. he needs to give away the amount... A lot of... <laughs> a lot of blood, and that's the most efficient way <laughs> to get all that blood out. Yeah, um, and it's, like, interesting looking around his cell and stuff, like, he couldn't find anything sharp or anything, you know, because, like, they don't want him to have a weapon, they don't want him to, you know, and it was, yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then Rose shows up and it's, like, the last thing she remembers is them visiting the Sphinx at the university, and um, he's, like, Rose, meet Evan, Evan, meet Rose. And I'm, like, I can't fucking deal with you, you... I God, he's so I can't with Blake. Um, and then like Evan's so fucking adorable and says like the monsters got you. That was so sad and so cute. Aww. And he's like, oh, I got me. And I'm like, this seems like a bad. Okay. And then the guy's like, oh, we need a medic. And he's like, lol, I'm going to draw a connection blocker and walk away now. Bleeding. Well, I mean, so they're off to get the spirits and leave i don't know <laughs> get to see if blake bleeds to death or not i guess i mean we're on arc five he's he's not dead yet i mean you never know <laughs> i guess <laughs> <coughs> so remember and i don't know if you actually heard um that or not but like um for a worm i'm trying to remember which oh taylor with the leviathan fight. yeah yeah, yeah. like that was just pretty much luck she could have right survived through it um just a fascinating way to write a story (laughs) kind of fun honestly i'm like how like that's a kind of cool creative way to do it it's like literally like you know whatever the dice tell you it's the way you got to do it (laughs) so it just was meant to be taylor meant to get through i just like can't imagine like where would the story have gone you know it's so interesting to think about yeah Um, would have been it still would have been cool but yeah yeah, that would have been a definitely a plot twist for show. Um, all right, so now um, we get to talk about comparing this to Pale. Pale in comparison section. Woo! He. I'm not really sure about this thing. Did you think of anything that reminded you of Pale? I mean, what you wrote down was good, like in terms of. Um, I guess I could think a little bit more. Uh, just in case. 
But I feel like what you said kind of tracks. So basically, Malia wrote down a note basically like comparing <laughs> Lucy's background apprehension about the police um, versus actually like seeing, you know, Blake having to deal with the police um, up close. Um, and how interesting that is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like with, I don't know, like I'm not like censoring myself or whatever in this episode, but it's a little hard to talk about this without being kind of political um or like seeing the police treat Blake like this is really upsetting and frustrating and like knowing about the legal system I'm like yeah this is very believable um whereas like with Lucy like I feel like if you're not fairly aware about um how black people are often treated by the police and those sorts of things like that black families teach their children about how to behave around police and like the um risks and dangers and different things like you maybe won't notice some of the stuff that lucy deals with and goes through um Mm -hmm. they also have like very few interactions with police in pale um and it's just kind of interesting to me seeing wild bow like because like when they were in a police station in pale like all the civilians or you know normies what are they called innocence that's the word (laughs) (laughs) the normies the normies all the normies are like you know like like zonked because of jabber or whatever right so that we Mm -hmm. haven't had any like real like actual police interaction that i can remember and it's interesting just being like yep here's fucking like also when the um at least they call it I feel like we've had maybe a couple little things, but yeah, it's not, it hasn't, it's nothing like, um, impact for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just feels like while I've been thinking about these sorts of things for a long time and he's like the way he deals with it in pale is really subtle and really fascinating. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't know how much, like, or, oh. oh, sorry. Now I'm going to distract you because the baby is upset. I guess <laughs> it's a good thing. She's not in here. Um, so like, so just kind of, I guess another comparison, um, like obviously Blake's bleeding out on the floor at the end of this because he's trying to like, because that's like what he's trying to give, like to give Rose power and like he has to, you know, give blood for magical power and stuff like that. Um, how like much easier would it be for like any one of the protagonists to have been like in the same position in terms of like getting out? Oh, just being able to be like, hey, can it help me, lol? Yeah. <laughs> so much easier. Um, I mean, well, like, the Kenneteers would have just, like, drawn a connection blocker. And, I mean, like, the hard thing would have been, like, doing things so that Laird wouldn't, or not Laird, so that Duncan wouldn't notice, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, well, okay, so assuming, like, their glamour and stuff is taken away, um, they could still, with spit or whatever, probably, like, draw a little diagrammy thing and they, i, I mean know. they at the very least know a lot more about diagrams than blake does so <coughs> oh they'd probably, yeah yeah so they'd be able to do a lot the amount more. of times blake just draws a fucking line as a connection blocker i'm like god damn someone teach him something <laughs> 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 like please uh. <laughs> i mean yeah he's doing his best with what he, he's got he but he is yeah it's rough yeah. um yeah but that's true that's like the most common <clears throat> thing that he draws is like a fucking line it's a line yeah yeah and i'm like it, i mean it works <laughs> it works but yeah. Uh, yeah yeah he um another thing i just thought of is like lucy has been taught how to behave around police um through mm-hmm. her experiences as a black person and like probably her mom and booker and whatever 
And like Blake has learned, Blake is like similarly had experiences as part of a marginalized class in society. Um, like Blake would understand a lot about Lucy that Verona and Avery probably don't, which is I mean, interesting. And honestly, realistically, um, at, at least Verona and Avery, I mean, hopefully Lucy just because, but I don't know. I mean, at, at the very least, Verona and Avery would be probably being treated a lot differently yeah um because they're little i mean they're little white girls you know <laughs> like um you're probably not going to be treated super like they don't look like homeless yeah um, and 20 year olds or whatever yeah mm-hmm. exactly and yeah i don't know i guess it yeah blake's life sucks basically that's what we're saying so yeah last week when i had to delay the episode because i was sick um someone elliot or something put in the chat like oh like you're too scared to keep going or something i don't remember in discord and i was like oh like if i don't keep reading nothing worse can happen to blake (laughs) (laughs) so sorry blake i've not doomed you well it's all right Uh, (laughs) you know had to happen sometime at least (laughs) yeah all right now i'm curious to see what you have (laughs) But we come to Malia's bold and specific prediction section where Yay. she has to make a bold and specific prediction. Woo! Um, I mean, at first I was like, oh, that one woman who's part of the Knights is a blackguard. But I'm like, that's lame. Um, That's not bold. Um, So I'm thinking that's like... That's more of like a specific implication. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, this is the most I've talked in like a week. Okay. Um, I'm like something about Blake getting out. So I think they're going to get out of this jail um, and go off to do the splinter thing. But it's going to be like Blake. They're going to be like, like running from the cops kind of like, it's not going to be like how it would have been if Blake had like been able to just like leave the prison or whatever. It's going to be like fugitive for a bit. And I think hmm, okay, maybe he's going to have to leave Toronto soon in part because the cops are like looking for him. Okay. So Although do you think- they, he won't be safe in Jacobsville. I don't know. Do you think he's going to be able to get conquests? Uh, Aaron's done. Um, he still has that splinter to. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to like successfully get it to conquest, but we're going to see the splinter. And we're going to deal with it. And I don't know if he's going to successfully deal with it. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, so we have a listener question. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I've been sort of sleeping on this one. It was one that was submitted with the Our Mom Critiques Wild Bow, one of those calls we've done. And I've been waiting to ask the question for mom for uh, a series of chapters that I think it'll be a good question for. And just like totally was like, Is not thinking about brother? whether. Yes. <laughs> And I was not thinking about when we'd ask this one. So um, as proof to you, Richard, that we will ask that question at some point, because it's a really fucking good one. I have to figure out when to put it. We're going to answer the question that you asked us. Um, Do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? I'll read it um, because I didn't read it yet. And so (laughs) now I'll have time to think of an answer. So (laughs) from Richard McRae, um, he says, semi-associated question for the two of you. How do you think the Kenneteers' lives would be different if their sibling situations were shuffled? Like, what if Verona had the cool o- older brother or a bajillion siblings? Huh. Um, 
Yeah, I think this is really fun. I have a whole bunch of <laughs> Can you imagine Brett with like a thousand kids? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, because my first thought was like, oh, if I was thinking more like Verona in Avery's f- place, right? And I was like, oh, homeschool, like someone mentioned that that'd be good for her and whatever. But like, if, yeah, if Brett, if it was the same parents, but just with siblings, um, I still think it'd be a lot better for Verona. Um, she'd have kind of like someone who could understand what she was going through. She'd have like an ally, um, whether it was an older brother or a whole bunch of siblings or whatever. Um, I think Verona would kind of thrive in an environment where she gets to interact with a decent amount of people, but also like hide amongst the chaos. Like I think she would appreciate the attention being taken off of her sometimes um, Mm -hmm. and being able to like escape and do whatever she wants in that way. But also she like, is pretty bantery and fun with Avery siblings. I don't know. Um, I it wouldn't be great if she had an older sibling who was off in like college and leaving her alone with Brett, but it would still be better yeah. than this. <laughs> True. True. Yeah. What do you I guess what do you think about Verona before I talk about the other ones? Yeah, Verona would definitely be in a better spot. Um yeah, I just <laughs> I just keep thinking about about Brett and he would just be like just complaining so much more about like if he had like a bazillion bajillion kids. I have too um, many mouths to feed. Yeah. Um I guess at least the chores would be split up more. So that's one. Um yeah, she could hide from him a little bit more easily because he wouldn't be able to just zo- zoom in on like zone in on her, you know. Um and if she had a cool older brother, um she could yeah, have somebody who she could talk to um and who maybe could help diffuse things diffuse things with her dad so yeah they, those would both be much better options yeah for sure um yeah i find it really hard to imagine avery without any siblings um i think that it would be good for her to have a lot of attention and so as an only child she would get that um and i think like connor and kelsey would be like able to be more attentive and things obviously if she was an only child um so like in that way it could have been better but it's really i don't know it's really hard for me to like it's it's kind of heartbreaking to imagine that she doesn't have all of those siblings um like rowan is a dud but sheridan's great and um she needs to fix declan um and fucking (laughs) carrie is nuts um but it's like I think she learns a lot from her siblings in terms of like how people are. And like, Hmm. I think she's learned a lot from Rowan and Sheridan's mistakes and flaws and like the people around them, like, like seeing how her dad treats Declan. She's like, no, that's wrong. And like being like with Rowan's girlfriend and being like, Oh, she should, she could do so much better. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I, I mean, frankly, yeah, this is this is nothing against Avery's siblings or whatever, but like Avery would have been doing a lot better um in either one of those situations, I think. If she was the only child, um her parents obviously would be paying mostly attention to her. So, um she wouldn't have gotten forgotten um or pushed under the mm-hmm. bus. Um if she just had the one like big older sibling like a Sheridan or uh yeah, like Booker, um she that's a lot of support right there um that mm-hmm. she can get and that's like someone is a confidant um whereas i mean she got kind of trampled and forgotten uh very easily uh, you know um right like i was rereading um uh 
I'm basically trying to get Vitalis to read Pale, which I'm realizing, like, so this is this is what I did. I like was we. <laughs> uh, my mom was here for a while, um, and so we got to go. She was nice enough to get us um, a hotel um, in Austin, um, so we went and stayed the night there, which was fantastic because it's kind of <laughs> nice to get a full night's sleep. <laughs> um, but when we were driving back, I was like, I'm gonna read you some pale dang it um and because i've gotten him to read a little bit um but i read um like the awakening chapter basically um Mm. um, which holy hoarseness um that was a lot to read but um looking back over at avery's um when she was talking um i don't know if you remember that too much because i i kind of forgot about this um but she was saying that like um she started playing like a game um just to see how many uh like how long she could go without like, like basically saying like the fewest amount of words possible to anybody, um, mm-hmm. like going without saying more than like a one word response to people. <clears throat> and like at first it was like, oh, I made it like, you know, a couple days and a week. And then she was like, I got to like 56 days and I stopped counting and it stopped being like a, a fun game. I don't know, remember if those are the exact numbers, but it's basically like, wow, that is really, really sad. And <laughs> I mean, if she, yeah, if she had either one of those scenarios, like you could tell her parents care. Um, they're just right. crazy busy. Um, like she would have been much happier and she probably wouldn't have awakened whatsoever. Same with Verona. If she had like her um like the way that her life is, um, like if I think if she had those different sibling situations, she probably wouldn't have needed to awaken either. Um mm. at least or I mean maybe, but like it would have been better. Right. Frankly, the only like Lucy is the only one um who I think like it wouldn't have changed much. It, no, I think it would have been worse. Um Oh, interesting. Yeah. I think that um yeah, I mean having a bazillion kids, especially with like single mom as awesome as Jasmine is, that's kind of insane. Like that would be really really hard. Um and um was, like Lucy's got a great mom and a great older brother. And she still was like being pretty close to um, wanting to like, or I mean, she, she basically like was a candidate for awakening. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, if she had a ton of siblings, um, that's super easy to get lost there because mm-hmm. um, especially like with only one parent trying to juggle all those kids and stuff. Um, and if she only, didn't have an older brother um to look up to and kind of be a confidant um and that's much lonelier as well um so i think she's the only one that like had something to lose from switching mm-hmm. up her family dynamic where Verona and avery both um would have had it better in my opinion yeah that's interesting i i agree that um it would be really hard for lucy as an only child in some ways like like i forget about booker like, if I think about it, I don't think, oh, Lucy's an only child. But, like, because he's at college, um, she is mm-hmm. alone so often. And she and her mom are just, you know, like, they're one-on-one. But definitely growing up, it would have been a lot harder. Um, and she does rely on him still for a lot of things. Um, yeah. Part of me was thinking that, like, depending on the timing, having a couple of extra people around the house would be nice for Lucy. Um, like... If there was a sibling between Lucy and Booker who, like, maybe could have helped care for Lucy with Booker if they were old enough when, like, Jasmine had to work and stuff, um, they could all take care of the house more. Like, 
there would be one more black person and get it. <laughs> um, um, those things could all be good. Um, mm-hmm. But I could see that like being a single mom to more children is probably much more difficult and exhausting. Um, so that wouldn't have necessarily been good. Um, it probably would have been impossible for to not have one of the, the kids basically help raise your kids. Right. As well. Right. Like, um, I know my husband, he's the oldest of four, um, and his dad, um, was deployed, um, for, I think a year or two, um, to Iraq. Oh, wow. Um, and he actually, um, cause over here, um, I think it's like that in all the states for your learner's permit, right? Is that the same in every state? 15? The age? Yeah. Uh, not exactly, but it's not around exactly. then. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. <laughs> um, but he basically like um got to had to apply to get um like a learner's permit even earlier, like a year earlier, um oh, wow. because he needed to drive the kids to school and everything. Um and because his mom was um working all the time. So she like he basically had to um raise his three little brothers, you know. Um right. and so um I mean they all they have have like a good relationship and everything, but I just know it was hard. Um mm-hmm. And so, like, I could see that being really difficult on uh, Lucy and um, and Jasmine. And, I mean, it's not like it would be all negative. Sure, it'd be nice to have a couple extra people to talk to and relate to and all that, for sure. But I think that would be pretty difficult. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Should we go over... Um, let me see here. The previous, or I guess let's do our discussion question first, and then we could talk about the old discussion question. Well, usually in the I do the old one, and then we do the new one. Oh, okay, that's fine. We we usually like, yeah, we usually record the <laughs> previous discussion in. question like <laughs> old, like way before. Yeah, she usually has to put it in, so I wasn't sure <laughs> where we usually put it. In. So, all right, in that case, we're gonna talk about our previous discussion question, which Woo. was. What would the title of your autobiography be? And based on your singing, would you be more likely to be a part of the angelic or demonic choirs? And we got some great answers here. Um, start with Tiza Rat. Um, <laughs> they say um, their autobiography would be titled A, a Cautionary Tale, The Inde- Indecency, Indiscretion, and Insanity of Tiza Rat. Other possible <laughs> alliterative three beat being Laws, Lusts, and Lunacy of Tiza Rat. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they're saying, um, in terms of the choir, um, they don't think they have the demeanor of intentional chaos that demons should, so they don't fit in there. Um, they definitely can't sing as a part of the heavenly choir. Um, they were asking, is there a third group where people are just doing their best other than humans? <laughs> um, for example, the celestial choir of scruffy dogs, Aww. which I like that. I um, love that. But... Yeah, I guess I don't know. It's our question, so I guess we can we can make a choir of scruffy dogs if we want. I love it. All right. Um, stuck in a Reddit factory says that their autobiography would be titled "A Medley of Mostly Normal," which y'all are really good at this. Um, they're um, <laughs> they say not in a bad way. I'm like a delightful beginner's taster platter of a human being. <laughs> <laughs> mostly white, mostly straight, mostly cis, mostly in a regular career, but there's always a twist, which is really wonderful. <laughs> That's fun. Um, and they also propose a different choir. Um, their actual voice isn't terrible, but they're not trained in singing um, very well, despite their best efforts. 
um, and their top shelf. Oh, they they think that they would be um, in the elite choir of the Lost, which is a pretty fun choir. I bet I like it. <laughs> um, Captain Rhino. Um, I I don't think I've ever heard of Spike Milligan to be honest, but um, they like the style of comedian Spike Milligan's memoir, um, which is titled Adolf Hitler: My Part in His Downfall, which is <laughs> just a wonderful. Uh, as <laughs> a wonderful uh, title. <laughs> um, so they say that their memoir would be Jacob Rees Mogg. That time I asked him a question and received an unsatisfying answer. Um, for those of you like me who did not know who Jacob Rees Mogg was, um, <laughs> <laughs> he is a British Tory MP, um, which, uh, yeah, I hashtag uh, no shame. I had to Google it, but I can't know everything, you know? <laughs> um, and they say, uh, Captain Rhino says, like, what, you know, because people are probably going to ask, what was the question? Um, they can't tell us or else we're, we won't buy the book, which that's just really that's, smart marketing. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I really want to know that question. I was going to ask that, but fair enough. You better write that book. <laughs> um, Beleg Tall um, decides to shamelessly copy Captain Rhino's style. Um, and they would title their autobiography Wild Bow, the story of a fan of his other fans podcast, <laughs> which I love. That's great. Um, and apparently Blake Tall sings in a church choir already. And so they would obviously be in the angelic choir, which I love. Church I choirs love are pretty fun. That's yeah. pretty, pretty sweet. <laughs> Last but not least, uh, Snowbo- Snowdrop's <clears throat> Tiny Fan. Um, this is actually a fantastic answer, so I'm glad we <laughs> saved it for last, honestly. Um, so she says she is a shoo-in for First Demon Choir, and this is her, re- her reasoning. So she is a choir girl, has been singing since elementary school. Unfortunately, in high school, she suffered some nerve damage that partially <sighs> paralyzed one of her vocal cords. Oh, so no. the effects are better or worse depending on the day. Sometimes her voice makes super interesting noises. Not very pleasant unfortunately um she says she's normally soprano but due to vocal f- paralysis her vocal cords vibrate erratically and make multiple multiple notes at the same time cool. she says it does not sound nice <laughs> she says <laughs> she has no control over what's happening it's extremely discordant um and then she wrote this uh, she said think of a child blowing really hard into a harmonica throw some gravel into a rock tumbler in the background Filter the noise through a long frog croak. It's amazing. Which I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm well, I'm also a soprano and I'm starting to take voice lessons as like a thing for fun. I'm not super good, but I think I would be really sad if I couldn't sing the way I wanted. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it sounds like maybe you're making the best of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and honestly, I remember uh, hearing um, her on um, what is it? uh hell reflections <laughs> sorry i'm like it's been a while <laughs> hey no i wasn't trying to think of i knew i know the title of pale like <laughs> I know the title of pale reflections but um i was trying to f- remember exactly where i uh, heard her speaking but yeah it's pale reflections and one of the uh, reflecting um one of like the end of arc um episodes i don't remember which one but um mm. she has such a pleasant sounding voice too it's so pretty like, yeah really really nice voice like yeah um so hopefully uh hopefully your voice will um start 
I don't know, cooperating a little bit better. Um, but yeah. their normal speaking voice is very pleasant. So, <laughs> also maybe we could get Wild Bo to write some sort of fun demonic Christmas song, and you could record there it. There you go. And we could like sell the proceeds um, as part of all packed up too. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Beyond the packed, beyond the pale. Was it beyond the packed? Anyway, you know, it just it just throw a bunch <laughs> of peas and you know, just throw a bunch of peas in there. Um, yeah, I love to pitch it to Elliot and Ruben, but I feel be fun. like I, I mean, I'm sold. But <laughs> I mean, I have just uh, been sipping on a cocktail, so you know, take that <laughs> as it is. Um, but I think it's a good idea. <laughs> uh, so, um, onto our present discussion question: um, What day would be your worst time loop? Or best time loop if you want to be positive, which we can be positive. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, because I feel like being like, tell us about the worst day of your life is kind of sad. Um, but if you could find a funny sad, that's fun. Um, the well, the thing that I sort of just thought of was um, when I was seven, we were at Disney World because apparently we don't have any stories that aren't about Disney World. We do. And but- <laughs> <laughs> um this was like before cell phones were kind of a thing or something. I mean, like I think they existed, but like our parents apparently didn't have them or something um, because we were getting off a ride and we got separated. So my mom and I were together and Jenny and dad were together and Jenny and dad's response was, Oh, well we are sleeping in the same hotel room. We will see them later. And Jenny and dad (laughs) proceeded to go off and like have a fun time. Like Um, you should in Disney. And my mom's response was, I have lost my husband and my child forever. <laughs> and so she proceeds to freak out and just like cry a lot. Um, and we proceeded to ride It's a Small World like at least seven or eight times. I don't know how many times. So many times <laughs> while my mom is crying because she has lost <laughs> half of her immediate family and will never see them again. And I still really love It's a Small World. Um, Which is a miracle on multiple factors because most people hate that song. Um, And the fact that... I love it. Maybe it was like reverse psychology, like your mom sobbing, you know, while riding this ride that's really annoying. I don't know. Something happened with your brain. Uh, Something, yeah. I think at some point the cast members might have just let us like stay in there while my mom continued to cry about her missing family <laughs> they're probably um, just like i don't know what to do <laughs> sorry for calling mom out like this but um so i just yeah in terms of like time yeah. loops that day it's was not the first and it won't be the last time let's <laughs> um, be real <laughs> yeah but i i at the time i didn't really like exciting rides i was afraid of everything very easily and so like it's a small world was very much my jam yeah i mean i, I never minded it that much kind of like pickles you know it's fine <laughs> It's fine. It's just not something I'm going to opt to, you know, do very often. But I don't got a problem with it. I just don't want a fuckload of it. <laughs> you know? That's fair. Oh, my gosh. Um, This is kind of random, Malia, but I changed my fun fact. Um, <gasps> wow. It, I, I don't know if you read it, at, like the old one. I sort of skimmed the, it. Okay. Well, this one fits much better, and it's going to be it's better. Anyway. <laughs> We're going to do our outro. So thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends and leave a rating and review to support our podcast. Go to patreon.com slash doofmedia. If you'd like to support Wildbo as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash Wildbo. 
We have on our script doof plug, and I feel like since it's been a while since we did one, we should we should do our duty and and plug something. You're um, right. Good start. The, <laughs> the the doof cast is doing um, deconstructing Cameron, um, and they just had their Titanic episode. Um, I've never seen Titanic, and I never will because it's too sad. I've seen some scenes. I remember it was playing at a birthday party when I was like six or seven. I definitely wasn't supposed to be watching it, but it was just like it was on. Oh yeah, um, you definitely shouldn't have been because I think you got traumatized from like I the think drowning. Scenes. I was like in another room, sort of. Like I definitely haven't like full on seen it. And again, like I can't. It's too sad. The fact that it's real is too sad. Um, nevertheless. Um, I knew about the the door meme, and Matt and Scott think all of you who think that Rose like should have let Jack on the door are are wrong textually, and you should listen to that episode. And then, I mean, I would say fight them, but honestly, they're right. So and we're not saying that Scott and Matt do a duet of "My Heart Will Go On," <laughs> but we're not not saying that either. Okay. So you have yeah, to listen if, to find if, out if you, yeah, gotta listen to find out, <laughs> okay, see yeah. which choir they belong to. Yeah, if you, if you subscribe to our Patreon, there's a decent chance that you can get them to do it. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be so pissed. With that. Hey, but you know what? Yeah. If, if, if <laughs> anything for our listeners, <laughs> anything for our, our listeners, if, if we get a, enough new patrons, you know, you know, we, we aim to please. So, and yeah, they're they're not going to be super happy that we volunteered them for that. But you know what? They'll they'll be okay. You know, they'll be anything okay. for for the for the listeners. <laughs> yes. Anyway, you can follow the pod on Twitter at Pale Comparison or send us an email at paleincomparisonpod at gmail dot com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans, where you can answer our discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you'd like to see all of my predictions laid out, check out our episode description for a link to a prediction tracker, which I said I would update during Jenny's maternity leave, and then I didn't. So somebody bother me about it, um, if you care. Also, it seems like this was perfect timing, and my voice is dying. Is dying. Okay, well, perfect. Um, in that case, I will give you our fun fact, which is much more relevant um, to... Uh, our podcast, I feel like, this episode. Um, in 1885, a brawl between clowns and the fire department got <laughs> got the entire Toronto Police Department fired because they refused to intervene and helped the firemen get revenge after being beaten up by the clowns. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, wait, I'm trying to parse this sentence. Is it, first they didn't help the firemen Men, and then they did help the firemen or is it that the firemen got beat up and then the firemen were like hey come help us beat up the clowns and the police were like no and then they all got fired because it feels like that's fucked up okay let me let me go into this a little bit more um so i'm opening i opened the the link it feels like um, the police should not be fired for not beating people up well no i think it's like the police were supposed okay so just looking at that fun fact like if clowns and the fire department are fighting the uh-huh. police department should hopefully be like hey guys stop fighting sure. at the very least they shouldn't take sides and help beat one of the sides up right so what you're saying is number one they did not stop it and then number two they, they helped the firemen helped get revenge beat up the clouds. <laughs> I, I believe so so 
getting into this more um, after clicking on it. Um, it says infamous clown brawl in brothel, which is even better, gets entire Toronto police force fired. Um, so it was in a brothel. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like a joke, like like a clown and a firefighter and a cop <laughs> walk into a brothel. A you know? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um, yeah. So the circus was in town, I guess. So mm. there are a couple of fire firefighters. It's not um, just a bunch of clowns that are stationed. No, um, the SB House Circus was in town, Ooh. and some of the clowns um, went in to the brothel. Um, that says, however, when not wearing makeup, they were far from being wholesome entertainers who do balloon animals at children's <laughs> birthday parties. Many were vagabonds and criminals who came from rough upbringings. A lead clown they weren't wearing their makeup. Ma- what was that? It's a bummer that they weren't wearing their makeup. I mean, it just says when, like, when they weren't wearing the makeup, they were far from being wholesome. It doesn't explicitly say they weren't wearing makeup. <laughs> so take it as you will. Um, <laughs> but it says, say, a lead clown, known only as Myers, was flirting with a woman when a drunken fireman named Fraser walked by and bumped into Myers, Myers knocking his hat off. Myers thought it was intentional and asked him to pick up the hat as a show of respect and the belligerent fireman refused the presence <laughs> of attractive women and alcohol only heightened their pride oh and oh, it God. gets it gets even juicier malia it also didn't help that the cl- the clowns were catholic and the firemen were protestant oh fuck all of were of <laughs> irish descent and interfaith oh, tensions were extremely high <laughs> so it escalated to a shoving mass that led to a full-blown fist fight <coughs> myers fellow clowns jumped into the fight and gave the firemen the beating of their life knowing they were outmatched the firemen fled the bar that should have been the end of the incident but the fireman's pride was wounded getting your ass kicked by clowns that's a tough pill to swallow <laughs> so <laughs> they were members of the orange order which is a fraternity-like organization that included the police department um oh and it goes on it's like the following week the firemen and friends arrived at the circus encampment as an angry mob. So <laughs> they were planning yeah. the leave, like the circus was, but the mob <clears throat> surrounded them and demanded that the clowns be turned over. So knowing it was really dangerous to the employees, the circus refused. And that led to a <laughs> brawl with rocks and debris being thrown in both directions. Well, and then the firemen, um, in an ext- extreme display of irony, set fire to the circus wagons (laughs) (laughs) and supplies and assaulted some circus employees. Um, So later a militia arrived to break up the violence. And I guess the mayor launched an investigation um, when asked the police all had amnesia about the event saying they couldn't identify anyone involved. (laughs) And the mayor knew all the cops were lying and he was pissed. Um, So (laughs) well that's fair. That's interesting, man. That was more that I, I was more reading that than I expected. But basically, the brawl with the clowns became the tipping point that led to a new police commission. So they basically fired all police officers and started from scratch because no one would identify who was involved with the raid on the circus. That's, that yeah, was a wild. That sounds ride. like justice. Good job. It does. Maybe they should do that again. Uh. Not not get in a fight with the fire department and clowns, um, but you know. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> wow. You know, uh, you come for entertainment and you leave with knowledge. 
ladies well, and gentlemen. So you're welcome. Our gift um, to you. <laughs> exactly. Our gift of random shit you'd never know. Um, and I literally found that out about 30 seconds before reading that fact out, um, <laughs> which shows my commitment to um, preparation. Indeed. <laughs> to be fair, I did have a different fact, but this is just too good. It's too funny. So, it's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, hope that you guys enjoyed our podcast. Um, we are going to do our best to get back on the schedule um, and try to start releasing these regularly again. So sorry about the long wait and appreciate your guys' patience. Yay. Yay. All right. Bye. Bye, guys. It's your voice work at, you know, (laughs) that's your, yeah. Like your voice training at work. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) 